0: Podcast. I said welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy the Angel, Joe Crainall. Welcome to, welcome to the
1: Dirty Sports Podcast.
2: Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host Andy Ruther, coming to you live today from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host
1: Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy. Good, Andy, Andy the Dented King of the Dirtballs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know if I would uh, Andy the Dented King of the Dirtballs. You don't like that theory? I, First of his name. I don't know if I'm king of the dirt balls, hater of coffee? <laughs> <laughs> I, Andy the dented hater of cafe.
2: I was thinking about drinking coffee the other day. You should. I think I need to give it another shot.
1: Look at this, dude. This is this is the most Andy like. Uh, I, we're gonna have to do like uh, I coffee maybe the end, but like we're gonna have to do like a whole a twenty. Let's see, what would that be, like 2015 Ruther versus 2020 Ruther? Oh,
2: 2015 Ruther versus 2020 Ruther is night and
1: day. Just like fucking uh, a Jack and Coke, a Kobe Bryant jersey, the long hair, a little pudgy face. Now, like, coffee and a kale smoothie. I was like, go look in my— fr- at, like at, we, at we, can st- <laughs> we can start with my— fr- a sound bath with a LeBron James t-shirt on. We can on. start with my fridge. Yeah. I
2: mean, just my fridge alone— would be a whole
1: A Bengals banner in the background versus a Rams banner in the, the background. The apartment. Yep.
2: Now I've gotten like OCD almost with the apartment. Obviously, this is a very small square foot area where I'm vacuuming three times a week, and it's like, dude, it's 390
1: square feet. I mean, that's why you have to do it, though. It's because, like, you know... Lockham, Lachlan has a great joke about... Uh, his his girlfriend uh, complaining about the the apartment being dirty. He's like, she's like, what? The floor is gross. And he's like, what are you talking about? It looks great. And he's like, she'll just start sweeping in front of me, and she'll she'll sweep it all. And he's like, well, sure. When you pile it all up, like, <laughs> yeah. But like the bigger the space you have, everything can kind of just it flows know, dirt and everything and 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 mess just goes to like distant corners. But I'm the same way. My my apartment. Uh, it's so small. that I, I sweep it basically every day.
2: Well, and also with us being right by the beach, and we've had crazy wind oh, lately, God. it just brings in the sand and the yeah. dust. Luckily
1: for you, at least you faced east. Yeah, I, dude, I, I I can't imagine because last air- week
2: was crazy yeah. wind.
1: I dirtball Airbnb a few times. In oh, the I pa- know. In the past week, I know. And I uh, I told uh, I told both both participants, I was like, whatever you do, don't leave this window open. Like, if you leave for an extended period of time, you'll come home, it'll be a sand dune on your bed. Well, shout out to Jake. I met Jake. Oh, yeah. He DM'd me. Jake, uh, he came out to the show I did on Friday. That's what he said. Yeah.
2: I met him and his girlfriend, Megan, and met him at the Venice Beach basketball courts, and he said you were dirtball airbnb and and I want to put it out there for the dirtballs. You know, know, you're running a little business here. Yeah. You guys want to do that.
1: I, I mean, basically, what I've said is, uh you know I can't technically Airbnb so yeah. I I I word of mouth Airbnb but just like visiting the Smut Studio 100 bucks crisp 100 gets you a night in uh night in fucking Prano 2020 headquarters What would it cost to be in the Smut Studio Cuz I, I have
2: had people reach out to me about the Smut Studio Yeah Same thing?
1: I don't know. You tell me. 100
2: bucks per night we could almost run a business where we rotate our places and do some sort of deal. Yeah. Right?
1: We're already doing it.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I
2: love when people say to me, aren't you creeped out? The people who listen to your show have your address. I say, it's 2019. They can find it.
1: Yeah. I Look, when I forget my keys, you've been to my place. When I forget my keys, I'm trapped out of my fucking place. So they can do whatever they want. With my address, they get there. You know, I got a gated fucking uh, parking garage area They got t- lunatic tattoo guys outside. Like my place is, unless you're sneaking in through the fucking ice cream parlor, you're not getting to my door.
2: Yeah, well, I kind of feel the same way here. You have to go through. Two
1: also, th- the only people I've ever worried about uh, from the internet are the people that are going to figure it out one way or the other. Like that, I think. I think the most dangerous group to me are military folks on the internet. Because I always tell them that they're on fucking government welfare and that you know that they they went to the military because they couldn't fucking get into college. And yeah, uh, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, well, I don't care. That so you know you can make bold claims when you're you know speaking uh, about a majority of a group. Oh well, actually, I was an officer. Great, you're one of a thousand people. The rest of your fucking bunk mates were guys who got DUIs at 17, and it was army or fucking jail. So,
2: well, but I'm just saying like. I have two brothers who are like the complete opposite of that. Yeah, who you know were smart guys who went on to
1: academies. This is yeah. all I am saying. Yeah, great. How's that going? Well, they, they thank God they liberated uh, Iraq for us or whatever. Did your brother? I know your brother's a smart guy. Did he find those WMDs?
2: No, in fact, he he's getting his master's. He wrote a whole paper on it. Yeah, a fifty. Page Who's this? Brad.
1: He wrote a 50 page paper on.
2: I gotta read it on like the whole thing with weapons of mass destruction and how they couldn't find anything and you know, was this all a lie and all that
1: stuff? Uh spoiler. Yes. Well well, <laughs> like, well he, here's the crazy thing though. He actually got I'm not gonna ruin Game of Thrones for you guys, but yeah. I'm gonna ruin the Iraq War. Uh it was a lie. They those West Pointers stick together. He got General
2: Petraeus was emailing back and forth with him on this. I'm like, that's wild that like he would... Because those guys all are like, oh, he's doing something, I'll help him out. So he actually sent that to me, his paper. I gotta read it still. Because um, I was like, dude, you should come on my uh, my second podcast, The Den Report, and talk about it. Plus the thought of Brad being on a podcast. Like, could he maintain civility with me on a podcast? Let, let me tell you about what my brother said real quick, and then we'll get to Sports. We're Mother's Day. We're at my parents' house. He's all being classic Brad, like telling his kids to hurry up and eat because they were up late last night. They got to get to bed on a certain time before school. You know, his kids are in the first grade. And uh, this is how he said goodbye to me. He knows I get anxiety and flying, especially with turbulence. He said, I hope there's extreme turbulence and I hope you freak out. And he's saying all this stuff right in front of his kids. And he's just wishing evil feelings on me. I'm like, that's how you're going to leave? That's how you're going to you hug me goodbye and just wish awful things happen to me yeah. while I'm flying?
1: I should definitely stop dissing the military. <laughs> 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 like, my, like my brother was fucking officer. He also leaves places by saying, I hope that there's airline crashes. <laughs> and you're in it because that way we can use that. We could say fucking Al Qaeda did it. Yeah. We can we can start 12 more wars.
2: Speaking of airline crashes, I feel like the Los Angeles Lakers are currently in one as an organization.
1: Uh yeah, I mean the the Lakers are a fucking are a disaster. Obviously, was that this morning that Magic Johnson went on first take? Yeah. So this the
2: I think I, he's doing the uh He's doing the, Scorch the Earth ESPN tour.
1: I gotta say, which I don't like these guys doing. um, Well, here's the thing. Here's what I what I don't like about Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson is basically. I don't even feel like he's trying to diss anybody, and I believe that his general sentiment, like when he's like, "I'm not," you know, blah blah, like everything's like very calm and whatever. I think he's just doing like a. Like. Reiterate the Magic Johnson is a nice guy brand tour. Like he's not trying to diss the Lakers. He's just like trying to cover his own ass because everybody's like, Oh, Magic just left high and dry. And he's like, Let me tell you what happened. And it's like, here's the thing. Magic Johnson, really talented uh point guard, uh, one of the you know, greatest NBA players in the history of basketball. Um, smart with investments, I guess. You know, he's made a lot of good uh, investments, horrifically unqualified to talk, run, uh, participate in anything basketball. Y- you're a point guard. You're not an executive. You're not a coach. You're not a president. You're you're kind of clueless, and it's proven that. And you're you don't even have the sense like the the sense of self to know how to handle yourself in like interpersonal human interaction like the way that you know they showed the clip of lebron saying like he didn't even say anything to me he's like "Oh, i'm not a regretful person i just have to be happy and it's like dude you were the president of a basketball team you don't you didn't think you had to tell anybody before you like that's just highly unprofessional yeah forget forget i like it's basically just like i'm magic johnson so i can do whatever it's like dude you're a point guard. I like. Also, ma- who has HIV and says they're not a regretful person? <laughs> what? Well, like uh, that's one of the boldest claims of all time. You don't regret getting AIDS. It's a good point. No regrets. Like what? Is it? What is he like a? He's like a.
2: Twenty-one-year-old sorority girl. Yeah. No regrets. No regrets. We're going not out. All,
1: not all those who wander have HIV or something. No regrets. Know. Sunday fun day. Mimosas. Like who? I, like that was the boldest claim I've ever heard. I'm not a regretful person, dude. You have HIV. You don't regret like I don't know. Did he say that? No regrets. He said I'm not. They were like you don't. They were like you don't regret how you left it. You don't regret not talking to LeBron. He's like I'm not a regretful person. Everyone anyway, should have regrets. I I'm not a regretful man, and then and then Max Kellerman push on. it. He goes, Max, I just said I'm not a regretful person. I'm like, damn. Does your wife know that? Does Cookie know that you don't regret like having HIV?
2: Yeah. Well, there's no humility in that statement saying no regrets because everyone in life should have regrets because we learn from mistakes. If you don't have regrets, you're basically saying I haven't. I don't care about mistakes I've made. That's a that's a very very wild sentiment for him to
1: take. I mean, I get like if you say like, oh, all my mistakes made but like dude, you like think about what Magic Johnson's career could have been if he didn't have to leave. You know what I mean? Like just I maybe he doesn't give a shit. You know, he's got all the movie theaters now and whatever. I mean, that's, but just but that's a good point. But just like think about what his legacy could have been. Think about, you know
2: he won in ten I believe it was it, ten or eleven years. I mean he won five titles, three MVPs in just that short amount of time,
1: yeah. I mean, kind of, yeah, kind of, just, kind of, just like <laughs> wild claim for me. <laughs> no regrets. No regrets. I'm not a regretful person. Wow.
2: He should all, re- all the people. He should regret his tweets. Have you seen his? T- I know we've discussed this on the show.
1: I, I, I almost feel like he has, that, like, an, like a, like that writes his tweets. He has an Oh, in, that's a good point. He has an intern that's writing like terrible. He's the only person who's like says shit on TV on first take, but then says the most vanilla-ass shit on Twitter. Like, most people fucking make wild claims on Twitter and then don't say shit in real life. This is... The, he's a reverse troll.
2: He's a, He is. He's a reverse tol- troll. I just want to read... Like, here's a tweet from Saturday after the Warriors beat the Blazers. With Steph Curry's 36 points, Draymond Green's... 2013-12 triple-double, and Klay Thompson's incredible defense, the Warriors superstars led them to another win in the series.
1: Yeah. Like, he just is stating facts. He's writing Black Sports Online headlines of that are game recaps.
2: But not as interesting.
1: No. Yeah, Magic Johnson.
2: Here's the one the day before. I saw this one. This one made me laugh. I watched former NBA superstar Matt Barnes on ESPN's first take yesterday and get up this morning. ESPN should hire him he's a natural the camera loves him he's smart and intelligent
1: TV reviewer TV analyst reviewer <laughs> um, the the Lakers are dumpster fire but all you need to know about the Lakers being a dumpster fire is they've had a relationship with uh, with uh, Magic Johnson for what 40 years yeah right and they hired him to be their president of basketball operations M- Magic Johnson at no point ever seemed qualified for that kind of role. He embarrassed himself as a coach. He's never like, dude, if you read these days, the first thing a job will do before they hire you is go check your social media. You're that you're gonna go check his tweets and you're gonna be like, yeah, this is the guy we want We're making our basketball decisions. And then also in his interview he says, like, I told him I wasn't gonna be there. You told him in advance you're not gonna be there? Like And they still hired you. Like the Bus family needs to sell the team, uh, you know. But it's all they are. Well, they're not going to. That's
2: the thing. And, uh, And we've discussed this, and I've brought that point up before. These organizations that are still family owned that don't have outside businesses besides the team are kind of all train wreck organizations. Like, like let's start naming some. You have the Lakers. Even the Cowboys, he made his money somewhere else. I was thinking yeah. of them. Yeah, you have the Cincinnati Bengals. You have doesn't the Ford family? Aren't they the, still the still the owners of the Detroit Lions?
1: I mean, the, I, th- I think Ford's made their money somewhere else, right?
2: Sure, good point. I'm not thinking about that,
1: but <laughs> they invented automobiles.
2: Touche. Uh, well like what are some they other start, ones? They
1: started basically industry. Yeah, but otherwise. <laughs> mostly just the football team i
2: missed the mark on that one i was i was just ready to shit on the city of detroit that that's my bad i apologize detroiters
1: like like where else yeah uh i mean the Maras, obviously yeah uh i don't know i mean yeah but i think it's just the thing with the way the way sports has taken a turn it's like you need you almost need to have that perfect balance of People who are looking at it from this is a business and this is and we're putting the other team to the analytics the analytics of it were like you almost need the dead soul, the nerds that are looking at it from just like a, a, a math standpoint. And you ne- And the best way to have success is to take all these things into consideration and have somebody competent being the fucking you know. And, Ping, and essentially I and I don't want to wanna, make a call and Magic Johnson
2: well here's my thing with magic I don't want to sit here and take too many digs at him I,
1: I like him Magic as a, Johnson is like is if like Sam had ended up on the Iron Throne It's like dude I mean you're a nice guy but like <laughs> I don't think you're really qualified for this
2: exactly that's what I was gonna say I think magic's a nice guy. I used to work with somebody who had done work for him and only had said good things. So I've heard only positive things about Magic. He's a nice guy. We see all that, but...
1: And what do they say about nice guys, Andy?
2: They finish last. But he's made a lot of money. This is what I'm going to say about Magic. He's worth, I think they say, an estimated five to $600 million. So he's made some smart business investments, but that also doesn't mean he's calling the shots on those businesses does that make sense of course like he says i have the money i have the capital make me money it's the same way with the dodgers you know they put magic out there and remember they'd always have him in back of home plate sure. showing him at the games he's such a small minority owner of the dodgers he's not the one who has turned them into a perennial world series contending team every year that's everybody else right but I think people get lost in that, and they think that he is. So, at the end of the day, you're right. He's not making the right decisions. The Lakers are a dumpster fire. He didn't make the right decisions as a coach. They need to figure some shit out. And his reasoning on getting rid of D'Angelo Russell was, eh. You know, I was like, what? And then he called him Shaggy P, which, of yeah. course, I posted. Yeah. Shaggy P? That, that's, that's, that sounds like Shaggy's... Like, Shaggy's cousin who didn't really make it out, he didn't get, like, a hit song out.
1: Yeah, when I I heard he had problems with Shaggy P, I was like, oh, yeah, the the bombastic relationship between D'Angelo Russell and Shaggy P. (laughs) We couldn't have that in the locker room. Who's getting traded? Shaggy P was like, it wasn't me.
2: (laughs) That shit was hot fire when I was in college, man. It wasn't me? Yeah. Yeah. I remember I had a theology teacher complaining about that song in class. He's like, you know, the music nowadays, you know, these songs, like it wasn't me where you can just have sex with anybody and not blame. I'm like, dude, are you really? Are we really bringing this into a college class? Fucking cheddar dick. Yeah. Well, we got to talk blazers. It's not a good situation. I mean, I
1: I guess before we move on to that, what... Like, what do you think about the future of the Lakers? Like, what what do you think, uh, you know, us being in Los Angeles, obviously they're being Cheddar Dick Laker fans around the world. What what do you think their move is now? Where do they go from here? They have LeBron James. Uh, and, 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 you know, that was the thing that Max Kellerman kept putting him on the spot. And by the way, I'm just so sick. Can I also double down on, I'm so sick of the racial undertones to every... Fucking sports television morning show. Like Stephen A. Smith like Max is pushing Magic Johnson and then Stephen A. Smith wraps up the show going like the Lakers aren't gonna win. They're not gonna win unless they listen to this man, Magic Johnson, and what he's saying right now. It's like he was the president. But what do you mean
2: racial undertones? Like like So what?
1: So Magic Johnson embarrasses himself as the president of the Lakers. Yeah. Quits like a fucking asshole. Okay. The, leaves the franchise in flames, goes on first take to say no regrets, and then at the end, Stephen A. Smith is defending Magic Johnson? But that's that's racism. Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. on. Yeah, hold, yeah, on. No,
2: hold on a second. Hold on a second.
1: Explain. Give me one reason why Stephen A. Smith is backing Magic Johnson in this still.
2: Because you're just assuming he's backing him because it's a black guy backing another black guy. I, I, I won't go there. I'm not going to say that.
1: Okay. And and uh, and Nick Wright and Chris Carter, the fucking setting their show aflame. Because Tyron Lue doesn't get hired as the Lakers coach? How dare you give, how dare you offer Tyron Lue NBA finals coaching embarrassment and laughing stock who doesn't know to call a timeout when J.R. Smith has the ball and is just running around like a chicken with his head cut off? How dare he get offered less money than other white coaches being fucking, well, maybe because he sucks at coaching and stop pretending that he doesn't. It's racism.
2: But I don't... Again, I don't think it's that. I just okay. think...
1: So explain... Give me an explanation.
2: I don't have one. My explanation would be this, though. It was... I would say... Maybe they just... And
1: then the trashing of Frank smart. Vogel. And then the trashing of Frank Vogel. What did he ever do? What did, he was an embarrassment in Orlando. You know what else is an embarrassment in Orlando? Fucking everybody that's ever coached the Orlando Magic because they're a goddamn dumpster fire. Like... I, I, it, to me, it always kills me because, it's like, it's not overt, but it's like if you're Stephen A. Smith, yeah, like but look, I, we we make fun of Stephen
2: A. Smith all the time on this show. I just don't think he's making rational and intelligent points ever. And, and we discussed this when we had Robert Latow from Black Sports Online. It's like he even said that. We don't know Stephen A.'s actual opinion. We don't know Skip Bayless's opinion. These people just, they're just, they're talking head, they're trolls. Yeah. That's my point. It's like, we don't know how these people actually feel. But they say it. But I don't know if that's how they actually feel is my point.
1: Well, it, does, it really kind of doesn't matter how they feel. To me. Again, it does, it's, it's sort of like Trump. Trump's a lifelong, you know, New York City Democrat. That's all out the window when he starts saying, like, Mexicans should be locked up in cages at the border and we should put up a wall and, you know, all the fucking shit. Because he's the president now and what he says matters. I agree, but it doesn't mean that he actually means it. It, To me, it is the same thing. But it's, it's almost more important than what he feels or means because that's what he's putting out there. So Stephen A. Smith can think whatever he wants about, Magic Johnson, he can think whatever he wants about Rob Palenka, and he can think about whatever he wants about the buses, but when you close your show on camera to the world saying, the Lakers need to listen to Magic Johnson, when Magic Johnson was just the president or of the organization, left it in flames, and then went on to just trash them, why would they ever listen to Magic Johnson? Well,
2: obviously, it's a very ignorant and stupid statement. And to me, the bigger question is, why is Magic Johnson going
1: on first take? I, I just Because Magic Johnson is o- all and only about Magic Johnson. And Magic Johnson wants to be beloved because he's Magic Johnson. And everybody always liked Magic Johnson. And he's a nice guy. So while he's not going to sit back and let rumors swirl around about how he left and the ownership, this. And you know he was throwing Luke Walton under the bus. And he was like, blah, 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 this guy. And he didn't get along with the bus family. All he did on the show is say how he loves LeBron, how he loves Rob Planka, how he loves the Bus family, how you know he loves Lonzo Ball. But his actions
2: he, didn't show it.
1: Right. Yeah, I get it. So you're fake, you're fraud, you're a liar, and, and Stephen A. Smith is defending you at the end. And Max Kellerman is just going like, what the fuck? Because Max but, Kellerman is at least being a reasonable sports fucking journalist. But
2: again, my opinion is this on those shows. They're bites. Look, we're talking about it now. It's worked. It's something that they grab the clips, they go up on Twitter, they go up on Instagram. They we're doing all that. Like, like those shows aren't a good forum. Whereas, like if Magic Johnson came and sat on the Smite couch, it'd be like, dude, let's talk about this for an hour. Let's really get into this shit. But they, he was on there for a long time. I only watched four and a half minutes.
1: Yeah, he, he was on there for a while. You sent me the four and a half minute clip, which I watched, and then I just kept seeing clips of other sound yeah. bites. And like it's just where's why isn't Stephen A. Smith calling for okay everything that Magic Johnson does in his career is why uh, the Lakers need to listen to him as a player everything he did as a player is why the Lakers need to listen to what Magic Johnson thinks why isn't Stephen A. Smith calling for Phil Jackson to take over the Lakers he had he has eleven championships he he brought the Lakers back to he he restarted the Lakers championship dynasty five rings was the was the ego manager of Shaq and Kobe and Pow and the, 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 the only success the Lakers have had since HIV is Phil Jackson why isn't Stephen A. Smith calling for Phil Jackson now as a person who watched Phil Jackson run the Knicks into the ground I would never say that that was the best move for the Lakers but why isn't Stephen A. Smith calling for that He's calling for, you should still be listening to Magic because of what Magic did as a player? Yeah, because Magic is fucking black.
2: I don't know. I mean, only Stephen A would know on that. But also, I think a lot of these, when we talk about the GM, if we look at teams, I know we've discussed this before, with coaching, I think a lot of the guys who are great players are
1: not good GMs. It's. I mean, it's almost like when you're a fucking freak athlete growing up, you really don't have to spend a whole lot of time focusing on the, you know, the intricacies of life and interpersonal relationships and whatever. And, and putting because, a team together, and, yeah, or putting or literally caring about anything at all, like the a, a person who. Like, LeBron James knows less about ordering at McDonald's than I fucking do. Because his whole life, they've been like, LeBron James is here! What do you want, LeBron? Like, the Magic Johnsons of the world. The Patrick Ewing's. The people that were just, from the day they walked on the planet Earth, yeah. were like, dude, you are fucking fantastic at this. They, they, they don't, like, LeBron James did not have a real childhood. He did not grow up learning how to have relationships with people. He drove a Hummer to high school. Yeah. That he bought.
2: But that's what I'm saying. I'm thinking of Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan. Was Kevin McHale, at one point, was he the GM of the Rockets?
1: Uh, he was just the coach. He was just the coach. He was the GM of the, the of the Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Yeah. That's what I'm
2: saying. These are all, like,
1: Hall of Fame guys that And surprise, surprise, failed. surprise, surprise, six-foot, white, unathletic Danny Ainge who managed to be an NBA player and a a drafted Major League Baseball player, despite not having fucking tremendous athletic gifts, is a great GM. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Because he's had to—just for him to make it to the NBA career he had, he couldn't rely on, oh, I'm just the best. His talent, yeah. Now, look, LeBron James, we are— I've converted you at this point. We are a LeBron James slurping podcast, but that is why LeBron James is the greatest of all time because he's the greatest physical athlete we've ever seen. And he has, you know, a, a great intellectual approach, I think, to basketball and life. But yeah, you know, guys who are born seven feet tall are qualified to be in the NBA. That doesn't mean they're qualified to run an NBA team. Yeah, well,
2: they gotta figure it out, plain and simple. Let's talk playoffs. The Trailblazers, I wanna start there. They've just melted down the last two games. I-, I thought they had both those games.
1: I'll tell you what I think uh is happening in the NBA right now, and it is why the it's why the Warriors dynasty is happening. And it's why the Warriors dynasty will continue to happen, you know, barring some roster changes. Look around the league right now. And, and really, truthfully, this is also why the Bucks give are the only team that, will, that would be competitive in, in a series with the Warriors right now. And that is every team is relying. It's a star-driven league now. And every team is relying on their fucking—they have—every team has one guy who's the man. And just like I said from the beginning of these playoffs that Damian Lillard should be deferring a little bit more to C.J. McCollum, Harden, Lillard, Kawhi, Kyrie, all these guys, I mean, just in the the Warriors' playoff run so far— They're facing guys who just are breaking down. Like, it is impossible to be, to put an entire NBA franchise on your back and carry them from late October to June. And that's proven in Damian Lillard is falling apart physically. James Harden, tired every year come playoff time. Like, yes, maybe it's a, it's a, recipe for regular season success. But then come playoff time when you're playing the best teams in the league with one night off every fucking yeah. week. It's guys tough. are falling apart. Now Kevin Durant gets hurt, but now they're just now they just go to their other star player. Yeah. Like the when you look at the Warriors, yeah, Steph Curry is great, but Steph Curry also didn't have to have the Warriors on his back the whole season. Sure. Kevin Durant didn't have to have the Warriors on his back the whole season. We keep talking about their their records without KD, without Steph, without blah, 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 blah. Like, remember when Steph did have the Warriors on his back and was the unanimous MVP and they won 73 games in the regular season? They didn't win it all. And people were talking about Steph's hurt, Steph's uh, ankles aren't feeling great, Steph's knee, Steph's finger. Look, it's tough, and that's, you know— Again, I'll go back to it. This is why the disrespect that has been shown LeBron James over the course of his career is he didn't have fucking Pippen. He didn't have Steph Curry. He didn't have a second guy, and Kyrie has proven it, that is on the level of being called a star player. And he did it nine years in a row. He, for nine years, put two different... NBA franchises on his back and carried them from October to June. Well, three of those times they ended in championships. Three of those times they ended in the finals. But look around the league. it It is very hard to do.
2: Well, that is the thing with the Warriors, and I think we have forgotten it, how stacked they are. And yeah, everybody wants to come. A lot of people are trying to come at us. And guys, again, I don't know how many times we're going to say this. If you think the team is better Without the second best player, you just don't understand basketball. And I don't know how many times we're going to bring it up. Literally, Clay Thompson himself said it in an interview. It's out there. Just Google Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant. He said Kevin Durant is our best player. He shot down that notion. He's played with the Warriors his whole career. He's played with Steph his I mean, whole career. It, it,
1: this is this is. It's just a stupid conversation because. No one has challenged No one has challenged the Warriors since Kevin Durant has been on the Warriors. No one. No one. Meanwhile, w- b- before Kevin Durant joined the Warriors, not only did they make, you know, in Steph's nine years or whatever it's been, or h- I forget how many years he had been there, six, something like that, before the finals run started. Not only had they only made two NBA finals, they'd lost one of them, and they'd almost lost a round before to the fucking Oklahoma City Thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this notion... But you're right. No one's come close to touching the Warriors when they had KD and Steph and Clay and Draymond. No
2: one. No one. No one's come
1: close. And, and, and those are just the facts. And right before that, they won 73 games and didn't win the championship. Yeah. The end. That's the end of the argument. Now, Steph's playing great right
2: now. Clay's playing great. Draymond's playing great. Iguodala's playing... Like, they are playing... As a team right now. And they're playing some amazing basketball. But. I'll say it right now. If they don't get KD back. They don't win the title. I believe that. I, I think I think Milwaukee. Is that good. And I think. M- Milwaukee's done an interesting team. How, or done an interesting thing. How they put their team together. You have one star.
1: Surrounded by a lot of great it's the it's the it's that Mavs championship team. I
2: was gonna say it's a lot of good guys. Like like Bledsoe, he might not be a star. He's a really, really good player.
1: And so's Middleton. And so's Ilyasovich and so's yeah, Mirtich, and so's yeah. And so's fucking... And Brogdon
2: coming off the bench. Yeah. I mean, you got a really good team. And George Hill. Oh, George Hill's played a great playoffs. You've a really good team surrounding an MVP.
1: Yeah, and yesterday I was watching that game. It didn't end up working on the end, but even in the fourth quarter when they were down like six or seven points, I was watching I said, Bush are going to win this game because Giannis isn't playing well, especially offensively, and they're in it. And they're in it to the end. And once they got to overtime, I'm like, that's it. And then he what a dumb foul to, to foul out, obviously. Yeah. And I still kind of thought they were going to win. I mean, it comes down to it like – I, You know, I'm rooting for the Bucks in that series to to get it over with quickly because I think, you know, you don't want the Warriors resting for a week before and getting, you know, KD back before you can even start a finals. Are,
2: the, are they going to – does that matter or do
1: the finals start? I, I, I kind of think the finals start the same time no matter what maybe.
2: I, I was going to say because I looked it up and I was confused on that. When they start, like, I'm right now, I'm at NBA.com, and they're saying that the finals start May 30th. It says begins, like, does that, even if these games are over by the 23rd?
1: Yeah, I think so. They they
2: take a week off?
1: Yeah, I think so now, but. uh, Yeah, because
2: it's saying begins May 30th.
1: Yeah, but also, I mean, you don't want to play a seven-game series while the Warriors are resting. For sure. Now, the difference between all those teams being carried like I said by one guy. First of all, Giannis is still very very young. And much like LeBron James, just a freak athlete from in every sense of the word. Like no one, you know, if you saw Dame Lillard walking down the street, you're not like, "Holy shit, there's a mega athlete." Yeah. Even if you saw James Harden, I mean, you'd recognize James Harden obviously. But if James Harden walked into a bar, you wouldn't be like, "Oh my god, yeah. what is that?" If if Giannis walked into a bar, you'd be like, literally, what the fuck is happening? Why didn't an alien just walk into the fucking townhouse? You know, yeah. Same ways you would be about Kevin Durant. Same ways you would be about LeBron James. Same ways you would like, like, if there's one guy who can put a team on his back and do it, it's the freak. Watch Giannis. If you but guys, also he's twenty something. You know, yeah, twenty three or whatever it is.
2: If you guys are watching the Bucs game. What's amazing to me is how quickly, when he dribbles, he gets in the lane right to the hoop. Like he does it so quick. It's like he has horse legs. Like he's just galloping through the paint. It's pretty remarkable. I've enjoyed watching them play. Uh, Back to the Warriors, though, real quick. I think what's happened in this series against the Blazers is just you have a lot of experience. You you have guys you have guys on that Warriors team who know how to win. So these games that are like the last two games, where were like, wow, the, you know, they have the Blazers have them on the ropes. Come fourth quarter crunch time, that last seven eight minutes of the game, the Warriors.
1: I mean, know they're how- ta- but they're also talking about Dame. has got bruised ribs, and like, and and I've said it all along, like they're just they're not like those guys have to be CJ and Dame have to be dominating. Yeah. To, because they're still outgunned. They're just outgunned. Like, sure. You know, just like the veteran leadership that's uh, behind the star players, uh, is, is so great for the warriors as opposed to, you know, you got fucking Zach Collins and, and, and Leonard and whatever, like getting their first NBA playoff minutes. Sure. Uh, it's, you you the the only chance they had is they needed those two guys to be at their best. Neither of them have been at their best. Lillard is apparently hurt and broken down and and like I get it because he's tried to do too much the whole time. And I said that that's not a recipe for success. And look, the the Warriors are just too deep and when you you know when you when your best player can sit and you still have a fucking two-time MVP it's just too much.
2: How many games do you think the bucks raptors series goes? Uh, I think it goes six. Six. What do you think of my take that if KD isn't playing, yeah,
1: the Bucks win that series? Yeah, I agree.
2: Because they also have home court advantage. Let's yeah. not forget.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there. I, honestly, I think with KD playing, I think it could be a good series.
2: Yeah, me too.
1: I think it could be a good series.
2: I want Giannis to stay, man. I like this. I like this small market. I like him playing for Milwaukee. Yeah, where would he go? Well, he's got two more years on his deal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I, I think that they're, I think you would have to be stupid. You're going to have to, unless they turn the keys over to Magic Johnson, it's going to be be hard to fuck this up. Yeah. You've got a guy there. They should extend him before, like, you know, extend him uh, the first possible day that they can extend him. Uh, tell him that this whole thing is being built around him. We, they already have. They've already got a coach that works. They've already got a game plan that works. Giannis is only going to get better. Yeah, he's only going to get more of a jump shot. He's al- already going to get m- more post moves. Hopefully, I mean, you you hope that he's the kind he doesn't go Dwight Howard and and just like peak with his athleticism, um, but. It's impossible. It's really, truly impossible to fuck this up unless you know you're an idiot. Yeah, I think we're looking at the future. The future is now, man. I mean, if they go to the NBA finals, no, I agree. What are we talking about? No,
2: I agree. That's what I'm saying. and,
1: And guess what? Here's here. You want you want a Joe Prano hot take? KD doesn't leave the Warriors because he knows he's gonna go what to the Knicks and lose to Milwaukee. And and watch the Warriors lose to Milwaukee. What is KD not going to leave because without without KD, that Warriors team, this that's the last of the Warriors run. And without Steph, that's the last little, of KD. Those guys need each other, regardless of how everybody wants whatever you think on the internet. Oh, well, K, Steph was doing it before KD. He actually wasn't. He actually wasn't doing it before KD. Well, he
2: won. He won a title.
1: Yeah. When LeBron James was in a starting lineup with Matthew Dellavedova and Timothy Mozgov, those are players' names that were once in the NBA. Del and v- not isn't, isn't Dellavedova on the Bucks? Maybe, Doesn't, not getting a lot of run. No, he ain't certainly getting, not starting. He's not getting PT. Certainly but. not the second best player in their lineup. Uh, well, hold on. Let's bring that
2: back real quick. That Lakers starting lineup in the 2015, I'm sorry, not Lakers, that Cavs starting lineup in 2015 was LeBron, Matthew Dell of a D-leaguer, Timothy Mozgov, Jr. Smith, Yeah. and was Shumpert on the team at that point?
1: Yeah, but it was probably fucking, uh, it was probably Tristan Thompson.
2: Tristan Thompson, yeah, 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 yeah. They won two games. That's a good point. I don't know what makes KD more prone to leave, KD. if they win or lose. Like I don't know the answer to that. KD staying? You think he's staying?
1: I, I'm predicting that now. KD stays because I think the one thing that I'll give Kevin Durant credit for, and Steph and LeBron, as opposed to the James Hardens and the fucking and you know some of the other star players that we've had, is Kevin Durant understands, cares, loves, and studies basketball. Like LeBron, I think he can look around the league and he goes, I got to look out for that guy, and I got to look out for that guy. And I think S- LeBron, in his moves forever, has always been playing chess with like, I'm, that's, why, that's why the move to the Lakers was the dumbest and most unexplainable thing that LeBron James has ever done and will ever do. Well,
2: from a basketball sense, we all know why he moved here.
1: But still dumb. Career sense. Still dumb. Hollywood. Yeah. LeBron should have let somebody else be playing the Hollywood chess. Focus on the thing that you have spent your whole life studying and make your decisions based on basketball and let Maverick Carter or whatever worry about the Hollywood shit because it was horrifically dumb. He's always looked around the league and goes, I have to beat those guys. It's not about me. I'll win the East. I'll beat this team, or I'll beat this Celtics team, or I'll beat this. But my goal is I have to win a championship. So who is going to be my roadblock? doesn't matter what seed I get. doesn't matter how we play in the regular season. Uh, When it all comes down to it, who do I have to battle, and what do I need to beat them? And he put together multiple times – What he needed three times to win championships, nine times to get to the finals. What he needed.
2: So you think KD is going to do the same thing?
1: I think KD is sitting at home, watching the NBA playoffs, watching Giannis, and going, "That's the guy who's yeah, that's my guy in the next five seasons for the rest of my window as the second or third or whatever greatest basketball player." For the rest of my window as a person who can go places and make them a contender, that's a guy I'm going to have to run into. Do I want to run into him in the East? Do I want to run into him in the finals? Who do I want to run into him with? And I think Kevin Durant knows, the same way that we have talked about it prior, Giannis is already doing what KD's doing. He's already the single guy on a team that is able to take them to at least the conference finals. The same way KD was doing that with the Oklahoma City Thunder. But he never got over the hump to win a championship. And the reason he didn't is because he was playing a deeper team. Now he's gonna go to the Knicks with RJ Barrett. And who? Who's joining him? Kyrie? If you're if you're Kevin Durant and you're a student of basketball, I'm a I'm a fucking pretty big basketball guy myself and I'm a Knicks fan. If we have RJ Barrett, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving and then the mixed bag of people that are on the Knicks. We're not beating the Milwaukee Bucks not how they're currently constructed. So, why would he do that? He's going to stay with the Warriors. The only reason I don't think that he's going to stay with the Warriors is because people have the this Knicks thing has been fucking
2: well and also I think it's I think I think the reason he wouldn't stay is he,
1: because people are offending him by saying He's not even the best player on his own team?
2: Yeah, and he's a bitch and all this. I mean, he responded. He's still doing it. I saw. He responded on Instagram. Somebody didn't even come at him. He responded to someone's comments about, again, how the team's better without him. He responded. He's still checking his phone. Kevin Durant, how many times are we going to say this? Get off your phone, man. You're the second best player in the NBA. What are you doing? Get off your goddamn phone. And that goes for everybody. When you're outside at the beach, get off your fucking phone. When you're walking down the street, get off your phone.
1: You you do know this is going to be clipped the next time that you're like, at the beach, out here for
2: a run, love it, look at the weather. No, that's fine. You can do that shit. I'm talking (laughs) about the people who are looking face down at their phone while they're walking, while they're crossing the street. Get off your goddamn phones. Get out of my yard. (laughs) Get off my porch! I'm the old man. I'm Clint Eastwood. In uh, You're trying to
1: say, get off my lawn. What did I say? You said get off, get off of my yard, and get off, get out of my yard, and get off my porch. <laughs> <sighs>
2: there's there's some classic Rutherisms.
1: The only thing that makes me think KD does end up on the Knicks is the same way this LeBron James thing. I go, LeB- LeBron and the Lakers makes no sense. And everybody's like, it's happening. But again, it's like it's almost like Brand being the fucking uh, sitting on the iron throne. Vegas had it at like minus 700. And I'm like, all right, well, I think that's what's happening then. Well,
2: it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Let me hop in the YouTube comment section. Are we getting dirtball calls today? Yes, we will be getting dirtball calls today. To wrap up the episode, uh Cutter, did I miss them talking about Brooks Kepka winning for the first half hour?
1: No, should we talk about it? Yeah, let's talk golf. You guys love talking golf. No, no, they don't. They actually don't. That's what I've noticed. There are no golf fans. Golf fans, fuck Chad Cutter, fuck Tug Coker, fuck all fuck Bo Blaha, fuck Kevin Power, fuck Pete Sistaro, fuck all you guys. <laughs> I, I didn't see I didn't see shit this weekend about Brooks Kepka winning his fourth in two major years in 8 tries setting a record for shots Vers- in th- the first three rounds of a fucking tournament. I didn't see shit. You're all liars. You're not golf fans. You're bullshit liars. You're Tiger Woods slurpers. You've been marketed to by Nike and Buick and Tag here and all that shit. You're not golf fans. No one's talking about Brooks Kepka. I'm talking about Brooks Kepka more than anybody. And I don't even fucking care about golf. You're all liars. You're all fucking losers. You're all bullshit golf fans. Where's Tug's 25 tweets about Brooks Kepka doing this? Where is it? Where is the guy? Where is it? Where is it? Why are all the golf fans suddenly taking the weekend off? For a major tournament. For a major championship. This guy's won his fourth in eight tries. You're not golf fans. You're not golf fans. You're bullshit fucking Tiger Woods slurpers. You got fucking marketed to, and and that's all you care about. You're not golf fans. I didn't see shit. I didn't either. And, and guess what, Matt Boonstra? I made a joke. About fucking Tiger Woods Like the reason that they talked about Tiger Woods Masters Is because he had fucking He set a record for shots You know lowest scores through 36 holes You didn't know what the fuck I was talking about You didn't even know that I was referencing Brooks Kepka's first three rounds You fake ass fucking bullshit golf fans You're bullshit liars You're not into golf You're not into golf You're into headlines You're into Tiger Woods That's it I was caring more about golf this weekend Than fucking anybody because Tiger Woods missed the cut, you're all bullshit golf fans. Stop saying you like golf. Stop saying soccer is going to be big. You don't care. You're like I'm sick and tired of these people that like claim. Oh, you guys don't talk enough. You don't talk you don't Care enough. Where was all the golf this weekend? I will Where s- was it?
2: I will say it's funny that Prano goes on this rant. I literally thought the same thing, and I did have this guy's setting a record. I know. I'm saying I'll be honest, Prano. I had no lie. Saturday. I had the PGA Championship on in the background. I I really did. So I, I wasn't like watching it closely, I'll be honest. I was doing work here. But I did have it on in the background. And I thought the same thing. I thought, wow, this dude's on pace to win his fourth. And he did. Major. In two years. Tiger didn't make the cut. Where is everybody? Where is everybody? Well, here's what it is. It's people who claim that they're fans of the sport and they don't watch it. It's, it's similar. We get in these arguments with, uh, I'm not going to name names, uh, comedian friends of ours who act like they watch basketball, Brady Matthews, Sam Tripoli. You don't watch the games. You're just, you're just hot takes. And uh, that's it. That's all I have to say really about it. But I did watch a little of that. I actually watched a little.
1: I've, I've gone. I've, I've, now, I've now checked Tug's. Chad's Cutter's and Bo's Twitter's so far in three in our three golf guys zero golf updates this weekend Tug didn't say a tweet no he replied to my he, he replied to my tweet about Tiger zero 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 tweet zero public tweets about golf this weekend
2: well to be fair to my boy Cutter he doesn't tweet a lot and I know he was actually playing golf this weekend But I'm shocked about the tug thing, I will say. I'm shocked about the Bo Blaha thing. Like, if you consider yourself a golf fan and you're just not talking about, like you said, a record-breaking performance from Brooks Koepka.
1: Shout-out to to fucking Kevin Power 5 for multiple golf tweets this weekend. A true golf fan. Man, Prano going full. I'm just like, just stop telling. You're not. You're never allowed to tell me why I should care about golf anymore because you don't care about golf. You're not talking about it. The fucking Tiger Tracker tweets and the fucking showing up to the Dirty Sports podcast with your red shirt on. You're a Tiger fan. Be a Tiger fan. That's cool. Don't say you're into music and you only listen to Taylor Swift. You're not into music. You're into Taylor Swift. Yeah. Don't say that you love fucking comic book movies, but you only go see Batman shit. That's me. I'm not a comic book movie guy. I'm a fucking Batman fan. Okay? Stop Stop saying you're into golf. You're not into golf. You have shared nothing regarding a, a, a fucking one of the major championships this weekend. Nothing. Because you're not a golf fan. You're a fucking Tiger Woods slurper. Which is fine. I'm going to add Matt that. didn't know that Brooks Kepka through 3 rounds had the lowest score in through 3 rounds ever. Mr. Golf, Mr. Matt fucking golf.
2: But but let me let me I'm, I don't want to defend all these people, but I want to ask this. Have they have all these people claimed to be golf fans or have they just claimed to be Tiger Woods fans?
1: People coming at us the whole time. Oh, this if you guys don't give a fuck the, the reason you're shitting on Tigers cuz you guys don't give a fuck about golf, just say you don't care about golf. I went. I was. I went to Penmar Golf Course this weekend. Had lunch at the cafe. Took Not, my took my putter out. Nice. Hit just 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 went to the little putting range. Nice. Hit the put. I'm 40 years old. in July, this is the time you start caring about golf. I'm watching golf. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. I was watching golf. Yeah. Let's just admit. Like, just admit it. You guys don't give a fuck. You only care about Tiger. Brooks Kepka needs to what? Cheat on his wife for you guys to give a fuck? He's got a very Cra- tra-
2: very attractive girlfriend Cra- by the way. Crash
1: his car? What? The- Brooks Kepka has to fall to rise again? How does this work? When well, do you guys start caring about a guy well, who won four majors in fucking eight tries?
2: Well it's the same thing. Why have they not been talking about him? Because he's on a he's on a very he's on he's on a Tiger Woods historic run.
1: It's Tiger esque. It's not Tiger-esque. Tiger esque. Tiger won nine and fucking four how dare you compare him to the goat? And by the way, and I'll leave it at this: Tiger Woods is back. All right, back to missing cuts. Fuck you, missing cuts. Triggered ass Tiger Woods fans, not giving a fuck about golf this weekend.
2: Well, Joe, I think. Tweet
1: more about Game of Thrones, guys.
2: I think we need to calm you down. I I, I got the perfect idea to calm you down. Me, you, next Tuesday, New York Mets, Los Angeles Dodgers. I believe Jacob Degrom is taking the mound, and I also believe it's Dollar Dodger Dog Night.
1: Really? Yeah. Let's do it.
2: Where are we gonna get those tickets, Joe? Seat Wait. Geek. Seat Geek. I was looking because I was watching Reds Dodgers this weekend, so I had the the Dodgers broadcast. Yeah, and I saw it was Dollar Dodger Night, a Dollar Dodger Dog Night. Let's go. Let's hop on SeatGeek. Now, when you go on SeatGeek at Dodger Stadium,
1: you like the loge. Uh, well, I like field level down the baseline. Yeah, I like I, my my new thing is looking to make sure we're past the the screen. But because the screens now go so far, I am I have taken to being a loge sitter. That's nice. I like the loge at Dodger Stadium.
2: Well, the great the greatest part is right when you hop on the SeatGeek app, you can see. You can know where that net's going to be. You can know exactly it's color coordinated, where the loge, where the seat level is going to be. Guys, and best of all, when you go on SeatGeek, all dirt balls get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek supports our show, so we hope you support them as well. Use our promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first purchase. You can use that for concert tickets, sports comedy, whatever you want, remember that's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first ticket purchase, and as always, I will send you two beer koozies courtesy of our podcast if you send me a screenshot using promo code DIRTY. Okay, I have to get to this Lamar Odom story before we get into some dirtball calls and some other stuff. That he used a big black dildo penis to pass a drug test.
1: What did they call these back in the day? They called them... Uh, Wizenator? Wizenator.
2: Was that the term? Yeah. You know what this reminded me of when I when I read this story? It reminded me of Pat McAfee. Because when he came on our show and he sat right here... Remember he talked about how they stare at your dick when they're taking drug tests. And like they're all on top of it. So... Lamar Odom has a new book coming out, which I'm kind of curious to read. I'll be honest. You love Lamar Odom? Well, I I, I kind of do. I I here's why I like somebody like Lamar. There's he's had a wild like. I love the characters. Lamar Odoms, the Dennis Rodman's, like the the guys who maybe not always had the easiest life, and also like. Just have wild fucking stories. I mean,
1: let's like, I'm just excited to see all the tweets about this Lamar. Like, when this comes out, I got to imagine many of our fans are going to be standing for this. You know, Lamar Odom was up here, high draft pick, six man, drugs, falls low. This is his rising like a phoenix. Everybody loves a good comeback story. I hope that they're going to help him become a best-selling author. Everybody likes to see somebody turn their life around, and a guy who's using a fake penis and and smoking crack now returning to be you know uh, potentially a uh, an award-winning writer. I got I have to imagine many of our fans will be heavily supporting the Lamar Odom comeback story. You really don't let things die, do you, Joe? No, I don't, and I never will. <laughs>
2: Well, this is the story according to uh, People Magazine. So the guy comes over to give Lamar the drug test. And so you guys know, this is for the 2004 Olympics. This was the Olympics that we did awful and only got the bronze. Well, Lamar medal.
1: Odom and Stephon Marbury were the lead picture in this story. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. So this is uh, when this is
1: when Magic Johnson was in charge of USA Basketball.
2: Yeah. This is when we got a bronze medal. I believe it was Athens. I could be wrong on that, but I leave it I believe it was Athens, Greece. So according to the story, he says, uh so he had to urinate and obviously they watch it. They like they watch you piss and basically he put a rubber penis. I'm I'm kind of confused by this. Odom says he handed me the rubber penis and left the bathroom as I strapped it on. Mm-hmm. So then the NBA, so this is somebody else hands him the fake dick that's full of urine. Then the NBA security official entered the bathroom and watched from two feet away as Odom squeezed out his trainer's pee from the prosthetic black rubber penis. He says, I unzipped my pants and carefully slid the penis through the zipper hole to get the pee to come out the tip. I had to squeeze the shaft repeatedly. (laughs) This is so like ridiculous. Lamar Odom played in the Olymp- dude, dude, this this makes me wonder about the Olympics in general. Lamar Odom played in the Olympics peeing through a fake black rubber penis, which he describes in the book. He when he went shopping online, I read this in another story, he had to find a penis that matched his skin tone. So apparently this is a whole market of like finding – there's different penises out there that oh,
1: – I'm just glad that it's not like Band-Aids and he didn't have to use like a white guy's – Yeah, I agree. A white dick.
2: I agree that that the the fake penis industry is very yeah. progressive. Yeah.
1: I mean isn't this fucking wild? How- yeah, pretty, pretty standard Lamar Odom at this point, right?
2: But how many people are, like, cheating to get in the Olympics now? I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, if Lamar Odom, I'm just saying, like, let, let, let's take a look at this. You have a guy, a known crackhead.
1: Well, at the time, he wasn't a known crackhead.
2: No, he was just smoking weed. That's why he needed this. But I'm saying you have a guy who, fucking, he's a crackhead. Like, like he, we, he probably had smoked crack before that at some point in his life. I'm saying if a crackhead can pass a drug test to compete in the
1: Olympics. So, I mean, here's sort of the ultimate, you know, thing, though, like with, with what you're about to claim is like most crackheads are not Olympic quality athletes. Sure. You know what I mean? Like in what in what other Olympic sport does somebody who has Lamar Odom's lifestyle are they even qual- like are they even qualified to make an olympic team so like you don't you really that's why you really have to be you're really, in the olympics you're really testing for performance enhancing drugs right like the idea and, and honestly that's why well, dude if you can win the olympics on weed you should be able to win the olympics on weed like yeah why are we testing for recreational drugs that th- he's hurting himself Right by smoking weed, yeah, or the—I mean, like these snowboarders, like all these guys, like the 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 truly the the athletes that have succeeded the most over time are the ones that are like you know so careful about what goes in their body, so into the training, blah 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 blah. Now, obviously, performance-enhancing drugs is going to help, HGH, fucking all that shit, and that's what you have to test for. The idea that. You know, you're you're trying to stop a crackhead, dude. This guy's overcome being a crackhead to be an Olympian. Like, what? Why are you trying to stop him from being an Olympian now? Yeah, if you can smoke pot and win the fucking halfpipe, you you should get a, you should get an extra medal. You should get a small green medal. Yeah,
2: I wonder when sports is going to take a turn on this, especially with marijuana being so.
1: Accepted at this point. I mean legally in so many cities and so many states. I I think it should have already happened. But shit is shit's pretty wild these days. I mean, you now can't get an abortion in Alabama if you've been raped by your fucking uncle. So the idea that we're going backwards is pretty clear at this point. So yeah, you But we but we aren't with marijuana, is what I'm saying. Well you'd like to think
2: that, right? But, but we're not because the fact that the fact that I can walk across the street after this podcast
1: and get weed. Right. But we aren't for now. That's what I'm saying. We're, abortion was legal fucking 10 years ago too. I'm saying the shit is wild. People get, you know, there are there are certainly people who are like pot is still bad. Pot is still a gateway drug to blah, 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 blah. And those people get into some sort of fucking power position. Yeah. And the next thing you know. It's not legal in California anymore. Also, what's legal in California isn't what's legal worldwide with the Olympics, worldwide sure. with sports. World, like, yeah, it's also legal in California to have an opinion. It's not legal in the NFL to have an opinion. So, you know, what is generally accepted by smart, liberal, you know, forward thinkers isn't always accepted by the guys who made oil money and then bought a football franchise. Ba- basketball would be way different if Mark Cuban was the commissioner and not just an owner. But until that happens, we're sort of at the mercy of old, rich, white guys, as you said.
2: Yeah. You do bring up a good point, though. It's... it's- a drug that's not enhancing you if you smoke marijuana before a basketball game slowing you down
1: look i've said many times on this show if i smoked pot in high school i'd be steve Nash. like it slowed me down in a good way but it's certainly not a performance enhancing drug it's not giving you a physical edge over people yeah maybe it's giving you a mental edge over people Coffee gives me a mental edge over people, you know, like uh, kombucha, like there's, but the the point is, is like, we don't need to be testing for shit that isn't physically making you stronger. Sure.
2: I couldn't agree more. By the way, shout out to fat Jason kid. Just with a little YouTube donation.
1: Love it. He's like the king YouTube donate. What, what, did he get a message in there too?
2: He didn't even put a message. She said, "Another free super chat given by YouTube Premium from Fat Jason Kid."
1: Fat Jason Kidd. we'll see you up in San Francisco. Uh, What's that? Mid July. Mid July. Mets series is, I believe, like the seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth yeah. in that realm. I'll be there the week before. A little Tahoe action. Yep, Tahoe, and then uh, and then to. The I gotta Bay. get up there, man. I hear so many good things about Tahoe. It's a fucking. The it's it's. Casino shows are never my favorite shows. Sure. But every time I get booked at the Harvey's Casino in Tahoe, it is my favorite weekend of the year because Tahoe is beautiful. And then, of course, we got
2: McDuff's. Oh, look, look at this. Giving some free love here on... McDuff's uh,
1: Public House, South Lake Tahoe, California, the greatest pub in the United States of America and possibly the world. Um... It'll be beautiful. The weekend I'm up there is the golf tournament. I know we used to have a lot of golf fans. Tiger Woods won't be playing since it's a celebrity tournament, so you guys probably don't give a shit at all. (laughs) But uh, it's the the celebrity golf tournament. The last few years, Steph has played. um, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, Timberlake, Romo. Um, Romo's a good golfer. Yeah, I think Romo may have won it last year. Uh, The pitchers are always really good golfers. Mulder. Uh, Maddox, Glavin Those guys always um, Put on a good performance Marshall Falk played Ray Allen played Came to my show uh, was there two years ago uh, Jerome Bettis It's awesome and A celebrity athlete Golf tournament So I'll be up there that weekend And then I'll go To the Bay So yeah You should come to Tahoe It's incredible Yeah. And, and if you're ever in Tahoe During that or otherwise Duff's Pub Best pub in America Did you Follow him on Instagram McDuff's Pub did you see that fight? We're gonna call it a fight. Did Deont- Deontay Wilder fight? I did not. Is that a boxer, UFC guy? You didn't see. You didn't see the knockout. I saw, I saw nothing.
2: Oh, I was
1: watching golf all weekend,
2: bro. You didn't see the knockout.
1: I did not see the knockout. I, is it a? It, it's a. It's a heavyweight battle. It's a. He's a boxer.
2: Yeah, it, it was. Yeah. Dude, he absolutely. You didn't. Oh man. Play it. Can you see
1: this? Yeah. I mean, go full screen when you do it, but...
2: He absolutely...
1: How long? First-round knockout?
2: Yeah, destroyed Dominic Brazil. Brazil, Brazil. I, you know, I don't I, fall. I've,
1: I stopped watching heavyweight boxing forever ago. Yeah, but Always this, this like-
2: Wilder dude is insane. Like, like, he has... I believe he has... I could be wrong. Again, guys. Tell me
1: when he gets a DUI and and is on his comeback trail. and Then I'll I'll be interested. I believe he has 40 knockouts. He's 41-0. He's 41-0 with 40 knockouts?
2: I could be wrong. I'm going to have to look this up. Look at this knockout, dude. This is absolutely... He's the black guy, I assume. Yeah. That's Deontay? I can't... I'm not going to play the sound because it's connected. Yeah. Which sucks because you can hear the punch. Watch this fucking
1: knockout. Goodbye, <laughs> good night, and good luck, bro. Watch this dude try to get up. Well, he should not try to get up. What, what, watch a- this.
2: Watch this dude try to get up.
1: I I I disagree with that being a good idea. I think you should stay down for sure. What, watch this dude, bro. Yeah.
2: This dude. Watch this again. First round. Yeesh. Yeah. So I was reading more into. Uh, Wilder, he had said before this fight, he wants to kill somebody in the ring.
1: Good. Like he's that big of a savage. I love it. It's the attitude you have to have. Mike Tyson said he wanted to eat people's kids. Yeah. So, you know, that's the attitude that you got to bring to some shit. I'm not a big boxing guy. I used to be forever. But. Loved boxing. I'll tell you what, man. I, I just, I mean, you've seen the tweet I always put up. After every boxing match, like it just seems, it just seems so fucking disgustingly rigged. That's why I'm excited that this guy. Listen listen
2: to this: his numbers. I was right. He's he's had 42 fights. He's 41-0-1. 40 knockouts.
1: Great. I mean, what I love about that is like, you you get a satisfaction from watching his fights. Oh my god, the guy's gonna get knocked out. Or he's not. You know what I mean? Like, that my problem with boxing forever has just been the fucking, just like, it's just such a sham for ratings. It's just such a, like, oh, well, we, we pick this guy because then there'll be a fucking. See, that's what I want to watch. I agree with you.
2: Like, Floyd Mayweather, his style, again, I don't know shit about boxing, but obviously we all know his style. He's not a knockout guy, he's a precision guy. He's, he's,
1: he's also your size, but.
2: You know. Yeah, 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 exactly. This wilder guy, when I saw that, it was Saturday night, and I was watching all the clips, and people were going nuts on Twitter. I was like, yo, this is the type of guy, Mike Tyson-esque, 6'7 black dude from Alabama. I'll fucking watch this guy. Because the the boxing world, like you said, is so corrupt, and they, they need a heavyweight champion. There hasn't been a... Who's been the last big commercial heavyweight champion.
1: I mean they so they tried so hard for like fucking Klitschko. Klitschko. Yeah.
2: They tried so hard for him. It just didn't work.
1: Yeah. Like this guy, man. Good for him. Was yeah. this a championship fight? Yeah. Is he is he the heavyweight champion of the world? The
2: WBC, I believe now. Again, I don't know what that means. Yeah, there's
1: 11 belts. He has to fucking yeah. he, he 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 now has to like he has to go full fucking Game of Thrones. He has to, like, travel to different parts of Westeros to kill other people just to, like, unite the belts. Yeah.
2: Shout out, another donation. The odds of that, whatever that profile is. Shout out for the Little A little donation. A little donation. You want to, uh You want to get some, some dirtball calls? Sure. We have some other stuff on here, but it's not really major news. Patrick Peterson I mean, Patrick
1: Peterson suspended sounds like uh, sounds like another drug mishap he
2: need, he shit. needed a whizinator.
1: well sounds like he you know sounds like he and I know it's always like the it's it's the my Twitter was hacked of of professional sports but you know look when when Sean Merriman told us his story I I like Sean sounded pretty believable you know. Should, shouldn't have listened to the train. Like, I didn't even didn't even claim like it was like the team trainer or somebody who gave him some shit. I forget what he said. But anyway, he said you know took some shit. Didn't know it was on the banned substance list and blah 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 blah. Patrick Peterson's excuse was basically the same. You know, uh, he's got he's diabetic. Is that the thing or he's?
2: I don't know. I'll be honest. I didn't really fully read I, into it. I think it.
1: he's diabetic. He took something. He was feeling blah, blah so and so. It had a banned substance and now he's suspended
2: six, six games days. though. Yeah. It's a lot. He's losing a lot of money.
1: Yeah. Sucks for the Cardinals. Um, Yeah. Suspended. Uh, Jets firing their GM. That's a fun story.
2: Talk about a dumpster fire organization.
1: Just firing their GM after the draft. Also making fucking crazy eyes McGee their interim GM.
2: But what's crazy is you fire your GM after the draft, after you sign Le'Veon Bell, all these... He already did all the work. Yeah. That's like having somebody build your fucking house, and you're like, "Yeah, I don't like it." You're fired. Yeah. What?
1: Yeah. It's, you let them build your house. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of a crazy story, but like, there's 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 two things when you when you read the Jets stories that you always you always have to remember: Jets fans live on on planet fucking Jets. Like, no one is less in touch with reality than Jets fans. Like, it's funny you say that. Truly, in life, can no, I t-
2: can I tell you what I saw? By the way, I. Uh, I'm, I'm done. I, I deleted the dating apps again. But before I did that, uh, I saw a girl on Hinge, I believe it was a couple days ago, she put in her profile, the Jets will win the Super Bowl in the next 10 years. And you know, you know my thing lately is been trolling. I've been trolling women. It's not even to meet women anymore. I've just been trolling women on dating apps, which is a whole other discussion. Prano thinks I'm a nut job. So I trolled her. I was like, You'll win the Super Bowl in ten years. I was like, try making the playoffs first. I wrote this long
1: thing to her. I mean, it's like it's you know saying the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl in the next ten years is like saying like we're going to colonize Mars. Like, yeah, maybe. A lot of shit has to happen though. <laughs> like,
2: a lot of shit has to happen.
1: But no one's less in touch with reality in in all of sports than Jets fans. Like Jets fans right now can't believe they were like you know it's a shocking story that their GM was fired. It's like why wouldn't he be? The, the Jets are—I I believe I saw the stat like, the only team in the last three seasons not to win six games ever. Like, the Jets aren't good. The Jets haven't been good. Uh, like, Jets fans need to—like, guys, look at what—like, look at Sam Darnold's stats. Like, you—I'm glad that you drafted a quarterback, and, I'm uh, you know, it's obviously super important. But, like, the idea that you guys are set at quarterback now for the next 10 years, like, then you didn't watch. Le'Veon Bell— Fucking, seems like every Pittsburgh Steelers running back that joins the lineup is Le'Veon Bell. So how good is Le'Veon Bell? Like We'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. But the the idea that the Jets are somehow a sure thing now, like, what has the, what, like, there's no sign that the Jets are improving.
2: I saw, was it NFL Network? I forget what I had on TV. Somebody was saying, God, I wish I knew which analyst it was. They were saying Le'Veon Bell is going to lead all running backs in combined
1: receiving and rushing yards, which I thought was a bold claim. Yeah. Give me Saquon Barkley. Like, what? Can somebody get, find this guy's name so I can get a wager out there? Like, the the difference between the Jets and the Giants, the Jets have been bad consistently forever. The Giants have been bad lately. Giants fans are like, we don't know what the fuck's gonna happen, and Jets fans are making fucking Super Bowl claims. Yeah. And you just fired your GM. There's no sign that the Jets are gonna be good. Ever. Well, and also you're in the
2: division with the Patriots. Yeah. Until Bill Belichick leaves, that's the Patriots division. Tom Brady's gonna be fifty fucking years old. I mean that that is a system that just does not fail. All right, let's throw on those headphones, Prano. Let's do some dirt ball calls. It has been a minute. Quick reminder for everybody listening. The hotline is 310-359-8365. And uh let's uh let's even get the intro music. Dirt balls, dirt ball calls, yeah. dirt balls, dirt ball calls, dirt balls, dirt ball calls. <laughs> we got the dirt balls, dirt ball calls. All right, our first call is. Uh, you remember the Canadian kid? You definitely know who it yeah. is. Yeah, is he back, dude? He hit puberty. I love when our younger fans hit puberty. Listen to his voice now.
1: I mean, it's it's gonna be a real like. I'll know I'm getting old. Like this is this what? is the first time. Wait, that, wait until you hear it. Wait until M Burgess Jr. has to like shave for the first time. I'm just gonna be like,
2: bro. Listen, listen to the Canadian kid now. You definitely know who it
0: is. (laughs) Andrew and Joseph. Canada. Every single year I call and I rant about how the Raptors are making the finals. And every single year they choke in epic fashion. You guys make fun of me and you guys tell me my balls haven't dropped yet. And this year, before Philly, I'm about to pick up the phone and I think, wait... Maybe I'm the jinx, maybe I should wait until after, and then guess what? Kawhi motherfucking Leonard hits the greatest shot in the history of basketball. The nice. Toronto Raptors are back. I'm not jinxing the next round because they're underdogs anyways, but man, that is the greatest moment of all time. You know, Joe, it'll be over when you hear this, but good luck in the lottery. The Knicks aren't gonna win anyway, cause, the, you know, cause they're the Knicks. You know, they want a big three of Kyrie, Katie, and Zion, so they'll probably end up with a big three of, of Rudy Gay and Mo Harkless. And, and Maddie Goldberg, but anyway, shout out to the Lakers for not trading Brandon Ingram for Kawhi. I'm sure they're happy with that. And I'll see you guys. Let's go Raptors. Condoms are for, I guess Giannis.
2: We're watching a man mature yeah. before our very eyes, Joe. Right now,
1: I mean, did he just jinx? Like since that they 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 they, they lost their first two games to the next series. Yeah.
2: He left that call a week ago. A lot of yeah. these, just so you guys know, a lot of these are old because we have not have time to.
1: Hey, look, Kawhi's been fantastic. Yeah, he's for, amazing for the Raptors. Is Kawhi? Does Kawhi is Kawhi on the Raptors next year? I
2: kind of want him to be. I,
1: I think it kind of fits for him because it's just like so out of the mix. Yeah, yeah yeah, and and, and if there's one thing I know about Raptors fans, like Raptors fans will take any small inkling and they're like. This is the greatest shot in the history of basketball to, yeah. a, to a Raptors fan. The history of the NBA. There's never been a greater shot. Now, don't get me wrong. It was a fantastic shot. Kawhi's been incredible for them. But... I think he's a
2: good fit for that city.
1: Yeah, because he's quiet. And he it's still a hockey town. Yeah.
2: It's Canada. I saw I saw a funny tweet that Neil Brennan posted about Kawhi. It was, it was something along the lines of like, Kawhi's the type of guy who goes home after the game after he has like an amazing game, and sits with his family at dinner and doesn't like they're like oh how was work today And he's like it was cool and just like eats his meal like he doesn't even talk about it like he had forty points ten rebounds ten assists
1: another Neil Brennan platinum tweet put hang that one in the in the in the Twitter rafters what, what what's that dig about I just it made me chuckle yeah
2: it's just what
1: that's just like a that's a like, that's like like N- neil brennan used to have the podcast the chance that like neil brennan always has black guys on that's his like that's his winning tweet is like kawhi leonard seems like the guy who just sits down at dinner and says yeah work was cool
2: no 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 this was it I-, I misquoted him it says kawhi leonard seems the type the kind of guy whose family doesn't even know he's in the nba he just says i'm going to work and comes back eight hours later and they go back to sitting at the kitchen table not speaking that's funny you don't think it's that funny Okay, Prano's not a fan. That's cool. Comedy, it's objective. Is it objective or subjective? I always confuse those.
1: I, I mean both.
2: Are those synonyms?
1: Well, I mean comedy is objective, but like it's subject. Like what you think is funny
2: is subje- subjective. It's subjective. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let's get to another call. this will be an interesting take I I actually the minute I heard this call I thought of you I was like can't wait to hear Prano's take on this
1: is this Portland yeah
0: what's going on this is Jew boy Uh, I'm uh, watching the second game in a row in Portland and you know TNT ESPN they're always showing the crowd and all the people in the stands and for two straight games I haven't seen one female that is above like six and that's like being generous I mean my god Portland must have the ugliest women Um, so I know you guys travel a lot especially Joe seems to travel a lot so I was wondering of all the places you guys have been the cities where would you say is ranked as the ugliest city in America (laughs) later
2: I like this question ugliest city in America
1: so this is a hard question to answer obviously I haven't been to every city um, but I've been to a lot of – I haven't spent enough time in Portland to make a claim uh, as to where Portland stands, but I will say this. Uh, Do you have a list ready? Well, I, what I pulled up is I <laughs> – Like, you know, I'm sure there's some – weird city in the middle of nowhere. It just like happens to be like a coal mining town and I mean, a whatever. We're like, in my have opinion, the, like there's parts of West Virginia. I'm sure that people are just like, but I don't want to include that. I'm saying, if we're, so that's what I'm saying. I pulled up the biggest cities in America. So just go here. Watch this from big to small, New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, Houston, Phoenix, Philadelphia, San Antonio, San Diego, Dallas, San Jose, Austin, Jacksonville, San Francisco, Thir- San Francisco, San Francisco, has fucking gross people. So like when I'm going down the list of of like twenty biggest cities. Yeah. Austin, Jacksonville, San Francisco, Columbus, Ohio. Like, I don't know what the girls in Columbus, Ohio look like. Fort Worth, Texas, I'm sure they're fine. Indianapolis, you're going you're okay. Charlotte, Seattle, Denver, Washington, DC, Boston. I Bo- I gotta say, people in Boston, not super attractive. You got a lot of fucking fat gross Massachusetts assholes. But like in terms of Portland is the 26th biggest city. You know, you got El Paso, Detroit, Nashville, Memphis, Portland, Oklahoma City, Vegas, Louisville, Baltimore, Milwaukee, Albuquerque. Of all of those cities that I've been to, San Francisco easily has my belt of ugliest people. I've actually made the claim before San Francisco is Spanish for ugly people waiting online line for brunch. Uh, it I, The way I have described San Francisco is um, if... You're in a video Remember when you go to Blockbuster back in the day? Yeah. Okay. If you're on Tinder in San Francisco, you're looking at that you're looking at that basket that was right before you got to the counter and they were like just selling movies for like $1 and you could buy like Broken Arrow with Howie Long it is just like the reject barrel. Like Howard the Duck? Yeah. It was just like the reject barrel of of fucking videos. That's San Francisco it, Tinder. Because because in San Francisco you're already in California. But if you're attractive, you're immediately leaving to go to L.A., you're leaving to go to San Diego, you're leaving to go north to Seattle. Like San Francisco, it's people that want to be in a, in a Pataconia fucking down jacket all year round. It's like, who doesn't want to fucking show off? I haven't, been to, I haven't spent enough time in Portland. Portland's got a very similar hipster vibe. Hipsters are always ugly. That's why you don't you don't have a fucking nose ring and a tattoo on your face because you're a ten. <laughs> you're not like stop looking at how attractive I am. Look yeah. At, look at my look at the the gauge in my eyebrow. Yeah. You know. So hipsters always are going to be ugly, but I haven't spent enough time in Portland, San Francisco. As far as the big cities I've been in, I've I'm always like, is there an attractive girl in San Francisco? I've spent so much time in San Francisco, I never fucking see attractive people.
2: What about the, Oklahoma the, City? I've spent some time in Oklahoma City.
1: Yeah, how was that? I've spent some time there too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, eh. I don't remember it being great, but like at least you're kind of in it's like kind of south, like you've got kind of I mean, the one thing I'll say about San Francisco, they're not obese. Right, like Chicago, you can get kind of like, especially the men. Men tend to be like fat.
2: Oh yeah, like I the mean,
1: Midwest loves to just like eat the and Midwest. And I, I look, they get they get was, oh, they get a wife, they get fat. That's why everybody gets married in like their fucking early twenties. They I lock just, it up. They get the house in the burbs.
2: Quality of life. I was just there
1: for two weeks.
2: That's and I always say this. This isn't me knocking. This is just an observation. The first thing I notice every time I go back to Ohio is the obesity. It's the first thing I notice. When I'm sitting at the Reds day game and I'm looking around the ballpark of the four people that actually showed up,
1: I'm seeing obese people. You get a job. You get enough money to buy a $400,000 house in the Burbs. You have everything you need. You and your wife get fat. You you spend the weekends at the mall. You're wearing cargo shorts and a fucking camouflage hat. You're drinking orange Julius's by the 64-ounce fucking tub. You're filling your face with fucking chili. But you got a family, and you get happy, and you get a quad by, that you take by the lake or whatever. I don't fucking know. It's like the, the ugliest big city I've ever been to is San Francisco for women. And I guess if you have an Asian fetish, you know, good for you. But that ain't my vibe. I'm just wondering...
2: Because because this is a tough call for me.
1: I'm just I bet you Portland's ugly too. So many hipsters in Portland.
2: Yeah, I I'm I'm thinking Portland's going to be high up there. I've never been.
1: I've been to Portland. It didn't stand out to me as especially bad, but I wasn't there long enough and I wasn't like trying to pick up girls. I had a girlfriend. I'm just thinking
2: of some of the southern cities I've been to, like like the random ones. Like a Birmingham, Alabama or some of these random southern cities that I've been to where you're like are there attractive people there? But, but the
1: thing is, is like the the other thing that I always say. And is like when you get a big group of people together, like if you walk, if you went to the Rose Bowl for a UCLA game, and you just stood and watched people leaving, you're gonna see a hundred hot girls walk by, like a hundred girls. You're like, she's hot, she's hot, she's hot. Right, if you go to a you know uh, an Auburn Alabama game, you're gonna see some hot chicks. I agree. If you go to a Cal game, I don't know if you're seeing hot chicks, dude. If you uh, go to like, I think you are. If you go to a Cal USF game, I don't know if you're fucking. you, I, you might see some. Let's say you're, Cal Stanford. You're not seeing a lot of them.
2: Well, no, you're. I'm not gonna compare a Cal Stanford game versus Auburn
1: Alabama. Right, that's what I'm saying. So like on the whole. You're getting, like, like southern women, you get some hot southern women. I'm just picturing feminists, like, irate up in San Francisco hearing you say this. They know they're not hot. If they were, they'd have left. What are you doing there? The, the hottest girls from, I, like, the joke is always here in L.A. There's a rivalry. There's an L.A.-San Francisco rivalry that only San Francisco cares about. We don't even think about San Francisco. San Francisco. Go to San Francisco. Like, meet when you meet somebody here from San Francisco. You're like, oh, cool. Uh, so how come you left the Bay? It's like, oh, you know, warm weather, or like I'm in entertainment, or whatever. If you go to L.A. and you tell somebody in San Francisco you live in L.A., they're like, I could never. Yeah, I know. You mean you're if you just go to San Francisco. Yeah, if you go to San Francisco and you tell them I could never live in L.A., yeah, we know. You have a fucking eyebrow ring, and you have you have Brandon Lee as the crow tattooed on your fucking forehead. <laughs> Go back to work in the lab, nerd.
2: All right, let's get to another call.
0: Yo, what's up, guys? This is Clint up in Davenport uh, calling on a Friday afternoon. Um... And, Andy, I would love some koozies if you can send me some koozies. I donated $100 during the uh, March Madness stream, live stream. Yeah. And yeah. Put in the comments, um, could you mail me some koozies? And <laughs> um, would still love to get those. I also uh, contribute on Patreon. so Damn. Um,
1: can, give the man some koozies. What do I got to do to get some koozies?
0: You can mail them to me at uh, 9-
1: Why are you doing this, this guy?
0: I'm you, but I'm not really on social media. Um, so anyway, I'll keep donating to the show, and I'll keep listening to the show, and I've left some koozies. Well, here, here's, uh, thanks, here's
2: why. Well, first of all, I'm not too concerned about people sending him stuff. Uh, Clint, I appreciate the call. Of course I will send you koozies. Uh, can you d- You said you're not on social media, but here's the thing. I try to be very organized. What's the
1: Dirty Sports email? Dirty Sports
2: 454. Four or five at Gmail.
1: Dirty sports. Four five four five five at Gmail Yeah, that's for all of you people out there that don't have social media that reach out. Like, somebody found my address and sent me a handwritten note. Like a follower like, I'm not really on social media, but just wanted to say. I'm like, fuck. This is. Why didn't you just send me a fucking crow? Send me a raven. That's you Lord know? of the Rings shit. Yeah. Or
2: Lord of the uh, or Game of Thrones.
1: Yeah. Uh, dirty Sports four five four five at gmail.com. Send us a message there. Yeah, Andy reads the 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 emails.
2: I do. I'll say, yeah. Of course. I by the way, I appreciate all the support and uh, you obviously you deserve you're more than more than deserve some koozies. And again, guys, that that goes for everybody. If if you haven't gotten a koozie or like I missed it in the mix because you got to remember, I'm looking at DMs for Dirty Sports, my personal. On both Twitter and Instagram, so like shit gets lost in the mix. Joe knows. like, like there's a lot of DMs going on.
1: Oh, I'm sure there's a million. I know, I know, I owe people a million things. It's, you know, hey, w- we're busy people. Send a fucking reminder. I forgot there was dirt balls coming to stay at my place until one of them messaged me and was like, "Hey, we get there tomorrow morning." I was like, "Fuck." That's hilarious.
2: You ready? You ready for a possible bet, Prano?
1: Sure. All right, let's stripper let, Bryson bet. Let's let's see if you're down for this. Am I going to have to strip?
0: What's up, boys? It's is Bryson again, number one stripper dirtball, giving y'all a call. So um, I got a little wager, a little bet I'd like to make with uh, Prano. I was just thinking I've had, I'm having a long ride back to Atlanta from Memphis. And um, I know he doesn't like the Marvel superhero movies. And I've refused to ever even look at a picture of Game of Thrones. I've refused to ever start it. Well, you know, I'm from Atlanta. I'm a Brace fan. Joe's a bets fan. You know, I've seen all the bets games. I've donated some money to the show. I feel like I've earned my respect enough to pay my dues if I do lose a bet. So I'd like to make a bet. You know, if the Braves finish higher in the division or win our division, and vice versa, if the Mets win, then I'll watch Game of Thrones. But if the Braves finish higher or the Braves win, you got to watch all 22 Marvel movies, Joe. And I want a three-minute review of each one at least yes. once a week on the show. I would love that. Well, just let me know, man. I'm up
2: for it if you are. Stay dirty, boys. Um, I mean, a three-minute review on top of watching twenty a three-minute
1: review of each movie. That's what he said. That's a, that's an hour of reviews on the show. First of all, the Mets are a goddamn dumpster fire now, right now, and I love. But I like this bet, and I mean, they're four games behind the Braves right now. This would have been a strong bet like a week ago. The Mets are a dumpster fire right now, and they're not making a ton of adjustments. Uh, I'll do this, um, Bryson.
2: But I'll say this before you say it: we're not going to do a three-minute review on the show,
1: like sorry, uh, not no, in Every movie, I yeah. mean. Uh, but here's. But and the other thing is, and the only reason I'm I'm thinking about accepting this bet is like, um, let me see. Hold on one second. Uh, he said there's 22 Marvel movies. Yeah, 22. I wonder if that'll The first thing that comes up is twenty two Alabama Senators, which is hilarious. Twenty-two Marvel movies. Um, I want to know what the list of cinematic Marvel Universe movies. So I've actually seen a lot. I know I said like I'm not uh I'm not a fan, but like I've seen a lot of them. So I've seen Iron Man, I've seen Iron Man 2, I've seen Thor, I haven't seen any of the fucking Captain America anything. I've seen The Avengers um so like i've seen a lot of them i'll take the bet if, if bryson spots me five games i'll take the bet i'm not re-watching anything i watch but i'll but i'll watch all the holes
2: and he's got to watch every episode of game of thrones sure 83 episodes yeah
1: if if uh, i the basically the mets are four games back right now so i want i want a one game spotting for the rest of the year i want five games on the season. I won't watch anything I have already watched, but I will fill in the gaps of the twenty-two movies. I've probably seen half. That sounds like a good bet. I have to. I've, I've seen half. I imagine at two. Oops. They're all two and a half hours, so you're still probably looking at if I've seen half of them, still looking at twenty-five hours of watching.
2: Well, I'm saying from his perspective, as a guy who is a is a, you know, convert to Game of Thrones. I mean, bro, we're, we're doing you a favor if you lose eighty-three episodes. It's a great show, The Ark. In fact, I've already decided I'm going to rewatch it, since my experience was so different of you know binging sixty seven so episodes.
1: At, I mean, at this point, it's Monday after like we can do Game of Thrones spoilers. How do you feel? Do you feel like it was worth it for you to put in that time? Yes, for for the way this last the last season was not well, like particularly well received.
2: Well, I, I think everyone's a critic and. I plan on going kind of in depth on, on a rant on Dent Report about it, but look, dude,
1: I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um in the words of Magic Johnson, no regrets. I mean I uh, Game of Thrones, like I, I think I think some people were happy that it didn't end the way they wanted it to, but for me it's pizza. You know, the worst pizza is still pizza. Yeah. And that's, you know, Game of Thrones is a blowjob. Like I'm not turning them down. Well, that's my thing.
2: Like these people, again, and I tweeted this out, like, I don't know what people want. What are you so frustrated? And people are are critical of this last season. I had no problems with this last season. I don't know what people want.
1: Well, I do. I felt like it was rushed and I don't know why they insisted on doing it. Like why they were like, let's get six episodes. Yeah. Why they felt like they had to cram everything in. Um, my my complaints were like the whole people keep spotting things, like I, I just don't know how in the last fucking season of this epic thing that there's water bottles and coffee cups and Jamie has two hands and all that shit. That's kinda like wild. And and I understand the complaints also is that it came from books and then the dude stopped writing the books and then these guys wrote the ending of the show. So it is completely different like the 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 Determination on like how it ends and stuff has been is not being decided by the same person who created the whole thing in the first place. I will say this: my problem. And again, it's Monday. Turn it off right now if you don't want spoilers. Although honestly, who are you if you haven't watched it? You if see, it, those,
2: you see those people tweeting at me? Yeah,
1: uh, no. But if you are, if you're, if, you're, if
2: people, you're, people, the dude's is like, I'm unfollowing you. By the way, I didn't even. I gave one spoiler, and it was only one spoiler. Of Vegas was right about fucking Bran. Yeah. That's all. Like, I wasn't tweeting throughout the show,
1: but like at this point, who are like? Is there somebody who still has? I mean, a Tug was going back and forth with me about DVR yesterday, but it's like we're going to talk about who won the Super Bowl. Okay, it's Monday. Super Bowl was yesterday. We're, we're like, I still have a DVR. Like, it's the Super Bowl. You have the Game of Thrones is not fu- like you don't get a full day.
2: But but not only that, you don't get that night. Who are these people? who Have not figured it out.
1: I I sh- I didn't go on Twitter because I didn't get to watch until eight p.m. West Coast time. Exactly. It airs at 6. I didn't go on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. I didn't go. Exactly. So I don't give a fuck about your spoilers. Now, and not everybody can get to the movie theaters uh, to see, you know, Avengers the first weekend or whatever. So I get, don't give spoilers away to some shit that, you know, whatever. But Game of Thrones, it's available to everybody. Like, if you haven't watched it you're going to start it, like, I'm certainly not avoiding spoilers so the people who haven't started watching it yet. Yeah. So here's my issue with it, is like... I think a lot of people were upset John didn't end up on the thing. And I actually was upset that John didn't die. I basically thought the only options are John's the fucking king or John's dead. Because... We already fucking laid out why it's rightfully his. And what the fuck else does this guy got to do? He came back from the dead, he's fucking leading people in multiple wars, the Battle of the Bastards, fucking, you know, the like, like all of these things. He's going beyond the wall. He's like fuck, like Jesus Christ. Like as far as, you know, I know maybe our our military personnel don't always make the best fucking presidents or whatever, but like in this in this landscape, really seems like the guy earned the right. Also, it, it's sort of, you know, by by hereditary birthright. That's why I was like, oh, John's going to die. Otherwise, it's his. Meanwhile, we got fucking fake Victor Cruz. Little, like, no-dick gray worm. All sad about his girlfriend. And that's why John can't be the king. No, he has to pay. Who the fuck are you? Get the fuck out of here. You didn't have a name until we fucking gave it to you. P- also, what the fuck? Like, what, why is this guy getting to fucking speak for everybody? Shut the fuck up, Grey Worm. Gr- Grey Worm's fucking sad ass. Your girlfriend's dead. Get over it. You you didn't fuck her anyway. F- old fucking dry humpy. Being all fucking sour pussed. Can't let people fucking... Crazy to me. I thought for sure John was going to die. That's why I was going to be Brand. But that
2: ending is that like wow. That ambiguous he's just heading off into the wild again is I think what makes it interesting.
1: Yeah, but he kinda like earned his right not to be a fucking night watchman anymore. This I dude agree. now can't fucking I agree. Say all that and he's back where he started. But that
2: there it is. It comes full circle. That's the whole because
1: point. Because why? He fucking killed a murderous terrorist who's using her fucking dragon to kill children? But to me, like yo, Grey Worm, go walk the streets, you fucking no dick motherfucker, and go tell a Dothraki or whatever about the dead kids. Who are you, savages?
2: But to me, it's this: life's not fair. That's 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 what that's the silver lining I take from it. Life isn't fucking fair. Life is brutal. Life is harsh. So even though, while Jon Snow is rightfully the king, has done like you laid out everything to earn it, he's a legitimately good person. He seems to fight for the just and fight for what he deems right. Life fucking sucks sometimes. I don't always like the happy endings and to me that wasn't really a eh, heh, happy ending. I did like the comedic elements. Nobody's talking about that. I thought there were some really good comedic elements in the last episode.
1: I mean the fucking the the sitting all the sit at the table at the end. what was that the little fucking? Was at the end of Seinfeld where they're all they're all in the fucking jail cell together, fucking riffing. I didn't like that. that I kind of, liked
2: it. Talking about whorehouses, I thought it was funny. I enjoyed it.
1: It was fine. It was like, look, let's 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 just agree that like it was a fun ride. It's a great show, well produced. Everybody like we all bought into a fucking cultural phenomenon. Um, it's not the best TV show ever. Okay, that ship has sailed to fucking westeros or wherever the fuck you know aria's that ship has sailed to west of westeros with fucking aria the explorer and uh <laughs> fucking old old christopher columbus <laughs> heading to fucking the west indies um but uh you know it was great it was fun it, it, these things are tough to end And and that's that's my take. Same thing, I'm a fucking lost. That's my take.
2: Yeah. This isn't easy to end, and everybody who's so critical, you know, just shut up. Yeah. Sopranos goat. All right, guys, that's the episode. Hotline. 3-1-0. We only
1: had one other call on there. What is the? Oh, he's just so stoned. Do you want me to play it? Sure. He didn't know what he's saying. I like it when I like to clear the call things because then otherwise they sit there and then you're like, okay. this is from
2: four weeks ago, but he's so stoned. It's the guy SF Purple Haze. Okay. The Dominican guy. He's so stoned. He tried to make two calls. They make no sense, but I can play them.
0: Hey yo, T S P N. This is your boy. And you already know what it is. SF Purple Haze. But, real talk, man. Y'all talk about Aaron Rodgers. Let's talk like some real shit. That nigga legit has not been in the playoffs for a couple of years. What are we really talking about? And I understand that it's a team game, but doesn't something go towards Tom Brady taking a pay cut? Or if we're having a play talk conversation, let's just talk about comp- uh This guy's that
2: nigga. Wait until you hear the second one. So then he just like forgets how to talk. And then the second one, listen to what he says. Again, he's talking to Aaron Rodgers, no playoffs, that we're we're too easy on Aaron Rodgers. This is the second call to follow up.
0: Sorry about that last phone call. My son got a little bit hooked up on there. But real talk, though. So, Aaron Judge... (laughs)
2: that's it
1: did he get murdered by a fucking horror villain so so he went from aaron Rodgers to aaron judge and then he passed out and then he died (laughs) i mean uh, i we're not gonna go down we're not gonna go down the team game wormhole anymore right Tom Tom Brady's a smart guy and not only that by the way he's a super duper smart guy he's not taking pay cuts because he's charitable okay let's just leave it at that he's not taking pay cuts because he's charitable he's taking pay cuts because he knows motherfucker Bill Belichick will do it without him has done it without him would do it without him tried to do it without him wanted to fucking trade him yeah Brady's a smart guy
2: All right, hotline, 310-359-8365. Again, the email, dirtysports4545 at gmail.com. The mic slipped out of my baby hand there. And uh, yeah, if if I owe you koozies, hit me up on there. Send me that message again, um, Clint, so I can get you some koozies out. And uh, anybody who leaves an iTunes review... Or uses any of our promo codes from our sponsors, gets two koozies. Guys, I I go to the post office like three at least three times a week. So I'm up doing it. So uh just send those out there. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Dirty Sports. Follow me at Andy Ruther. Follow my boy over here at Joe Prano. Guys, like the Instagram thing, you're probably sick of hearing it, but like just do it. Like, what are you waiting for? That's it
1: for me. Yeah. I mean same old same old for me. Nothing uh nothing in particular to talk about. You guys know what to do. I at this point I don't even feel like people get get to this point in the show. They don't. So. They don't.
2: We should, we really should do plugs first. Okay, dirtballs. Thank you for sticking around. RIP Game of Thrones. Hopefully we didn't give any spoilers.
1: Oh uh, no, we definitely gave spoilers.
2: <laughs> I know. I'm kidding. All right, guys. We'll be back here in a couple days. Enjoy your week and stay dirty.